everyone. Welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and here we share stories from women around the world to inspire, encourage, and educate young girls to dream without limitations. Today, I have the ultimate pleasure of speaking with Miss Lori Beard, and she is a mindset coach, and she has so many great things to share with you guys today, and I'm excited to hear about her story, her work-life balance, and so much more. So hi, Lori. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Maya. Happy to be here. That's Thanks awesome. for having me. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I'm always welcoming to so many successful women in this world, just creating their own space and their own success. So I want to give you the opportunity to introduce yourself to the audience, let them know a little bit more about you and what you do. Sure. Thank you. I am a native from Puerto Rico, a little tiny island in the Caribbean, was born and raised there until I got married. And at, at some point we moved to Texas. So I've been here for over 20 something years. When we moved to Texas from Puerto Rico, my husband and I, um, we already had three children. And then here in Texas, we had five more. So that makes it- Wow, eight. Eight, eight, <laughs> eight total. So that was my first identity. And I was so rejoiced to do that because it was my dream to be the queen of my castle and have, and be the maid of my castle too. And <laughs> <laughs> Be the nanny in my castle, you know, all the roles we have as moms to uh, raise my children and they're beautiful, they're great. But after the youngest one went to kindergarten, I decided to go to school again or continue my studies or do something to contribute to the community, right? Mm. And that's when I became um, a life coach and also a hypnosis Clinical, right. clinical hypnosis practitioner or expert. So I opened my practice and just loved it from there. Loved helping people um, step forward into their greatness by way of like tapping into their subconscious mind to release and remove and resolve so many inhibiting emotions and that cause them to have inhibiting behaviors. And, uh, and that's, that's it for right now. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I, I know you said that you um, are a clinical hypnosis pra practicer. So I know the audience, you know, we have these social norms about hypnosis and a lot of them are negative. So allow the audience to know a little bit more about that. Um, how do you how do you use hypnosis in your daily practice? Yeah, so this is this is a great question, and I know you're young. You are super young, and I know that generation sometimes, or or many people that go to their senior parties and things like that, have like a hypnosis show or something. Mm -hmm. Have 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 this experience of of witnessing hypnosis from the entertainment. Uh, context, right? Um, entertainment, and there's the person there that has control over people's minds and mm -hmm. ask someone to bark like a dog or talk like a chicken. <laughs> and that's not what I do. So that's why I pursued clinical hypnosis because it, it's more than that. So what mm -hmm. happens, Maya, is that we every day, and I'm not sure that you, but probably yes, you, <laughs> we, we go uh, uh, through a state of hypnosis whether um, getting super involved in, this, in the screen where we're watching a, a movie, if it's mm -hmm. happened to you that you've cried because you have gotten very involved in the plot of a movie, you're basically in a trance state oh, where you definitely. have, right? <laughs> or if you drive, I'm not sure, maybe somebody in the audience have driven to the same place so many days a week or whatever that you get there and mm -hmm. you're like, I'm already here? 
and don't remember, <laughs> you know, the stoplights and things like that. So that's because uh -huh. your, subcon your, your conscious mind is, is worried about other things and your subconscious mind is on turbo mode, is doing the mm -hmm. work, like blinking, like breathing. Right. So because as humans, we go through this and we have these aspects of our lives and our mind, mm -hmm. we have also ingrained, if it's negative, negative behaviors, negative ideas of other voices of authority that probably were telling us that we're not good enough, that you're so lazy, you're so clumsy, or you're, we're poor, mm -hmm. or we can't afford this. So those ideas get ingrained in our subconscious mind and like blinking and breathing, those ideas are there and batted and suppress that we act accordingly because the mm -hmm. subconscious mind believes everything you tell it. And right. And if you, if you say, okay, yes, I've heard this all my life. I'm too lazy. I'm too clumsy. I'm never going to release the weight. I'm never going to stop this addiction or whatever. Then I cannot do it. But mm -hmm. this is where I come in and help that subconscious mind reprogram to get better outcomes and to set aside or to throw away in a little trash can, you know, those bad habits, those negative mm -hmm. ideas, negative experiences. Mm -hmm. to to put back in positive information it's basically the way i explain it <laughs> love it love it love it so i can sit i can definitely see the connection between that and being a mindset coach now so let's walk us through um your journey um we'll talk about a little bit more about your work-life balance a little bit after we get into this segment of how did you get started what made you want to become a mindset coach well, so when I was enrolling in this school and finding out the amazing opportunities and options it had for, for associate's degrees, for the certifications and so forth, diplomas and all, all that, when I learned with the catalog and with the person, I did everything online. Even back then, mm -hmm. it was an amazing program and it, they had on campus, but they had an online option. I was asking all these questions and I was thinking of my own relatives, my own experiences as when mm -hmm. I was growing up and my own experience as a mom with some children with addictive behaviors or tender tendencies. Right. I thought, hey, I can help them. I can, you know, cure them all, sort of speak. Mm -hmm. And because <laughs> gr growing up, I saw how a lot of men in my family, nothing against men, I have Six, uh, six of my eight children are boys, but wow. the, <laughs> the men in my family had this addictive tendency, sex, tobacco, uh, alcohol. And I'm like, I was always intrigued or fascinated by why, why these behaviors mm -hmm. that are so destructive and they have damaged, you know, the precious, beautiful women in my life, my grandma, my mom, my aunts. And um, I was always intrigued and fascinated by human behavior. And um, then fast forward as a mom, I was like seeing these tendencies also in my children, which is very normal nowadays with the screens and video games and things like that, social media, mm -hmm. et cetera. So I, just, I don't know, I was just fascinated. Also a person that helped me, she was like a nurse and a midwife at the same time. At, mm. with, with the birth of my first child, she taught me about Lamas. If some moms that are out there in the audience, or if you've heard this, the Lamas is the breathing techniques of having a baby more comfortable, you know, more mm -hmm. comfortably, etc. It was fascinating to me when she, you know, taught me 
breathing techniques and mindset techniques on you need to surrender to the pain and let it go and then your body will surrender too so mm -hmm. that those things kind of like intrigued me and fascinated me about the power of the mind behaviors subconscious and what you think you become what you think you do or you are mm -hmm. And then when I saw that there was an opportunity for me to be a practitioner and help others heal in, in their journey in life, uh, because I saw how it helped me mm -hmm. well, when I took the classes, et cetera. I saw this is amazing. But even before that, I was super intrigued and, and wanted to be able to do that to help others. Right. So, I think that's so fascinating just because our mindset is we don't even recognize that it is the most powerful thing and it's not even anything physical. <laughs> yeah. So it's like tailoring to something that's not physical is so hard for us, yet it's so easy for us to just be able to get into that mindset of, you know what, you can do this. You are important. Different things to change the trajectory of our lives. Um, so how would you say it was for you, you know, a mother of eight transitioning into becoming a full-time business owner and practice owner? How yeah. are you able to balance that? That's a great question and I will answer it. But before, can I say something about your comment? Um, oh, no, you, definitely. Go that ahead. you just said, because I know that at your, and I keep alluding to your young age. It's just, I love this. I love to see young women, young people, entrepreneurs, business owners with a mission and a purpose and an intention. And I see that in you. And you made a, a very smart, wonderful comment about the power of, you said something that's not physical. What word did you use to say something that's not physical? Um, oh gosh, I don't even, sometimes it's just flowing and you don't remember what you said. <laughs> I take notes. I should have written it down immediately. But when you said something like that, I, I totally thought of the power of the invisible because mm -hmm. like you said, we're physical beings, right? Uh, we're physical mm -hmm. beings, beings going through this, this physical experience, but we are originally spirits. Because when we get right. die, sadly to say that in words, our spirit's still alive, our soul, whatever you want to call mm -hmm. that invisible, that invisible part of us. And like you said, it's so hard. It's hard to work with it because, you know, sometimes, you know, we're working out and want to look good and we eat good, but then what are we feeding our mind? You mm -hmm. know, it's not always good. So as a mother, and, and I just wanted to point that out that is such an amazing comment, an amazing observation. And you especially love to inspire young women. So when we think about inspire, it's not something we touch, right? Right. It's intangible, it's, it's, it's not mm -hmm. concrete. It's an idea and it alludes, and it has to do a lot with emotions and motivation mm -hmm. and positive. So that is very important. And as a mother of eight, well, <laughs> I first the first challenge was going to school and doing homework mm -hmm. and listening to the modules and the lectures and the units and uh, it was a, a matter of uh, some people don't like the word balance but it was definitely a balancing act and uh, it was definitely setting my priorities being an example to my children, telling them, guys, I cannot spend some, you know, a lot of time with you, or right now I need to, you know, go to my room and do my own homework too. So it was mm -hmm. a balancing act. I don't know if that answers, but it was, yeah. uh, I, I was motivated to be an example for my children to mm -hmm. break out of the comfort zone of being a mom and a housewife 
you know, I wanted to test myself and challenge myself mm -hmm. to be something else, to follow my calling, to contribute mm -hmm. something in society other than in my household, which I can, right. of course I continue to do, and I will never lose that role as a mother, right? And now I'm a grandma and all that, but that identity of just solely being that, I, I wanted to step out of that and, and right. try to do something more. Right. And I think that's totally understandable. Um, I talk about this all the time where, you know, our journeys don't start and end in one place. We can have multiple journeys. We can start whenever we want to. And that's our business. <laughs> but yeah, so um, talking more about mindset, you know how there's different things in society. You're doing something of not of the norm that normal people would say is a professional job. Um, but it's your own, you've created your own success. How would you say you were able to, or someone should, let's say, alter their mindset in order to step away from societal norms or societal standards? I love it. I love it. Thanks for that question. Since, since, little, since I was a little girl, I've been doing things outside of the norm. Or I've been, <laughs> I mean, what's norm, right? We're talking about, right. The new norm nowadays with all of these adjustments we've needed to make as a society. So as mm -hmm. you see, um, there's a spectrum of what is normal or society norms, but I understand mm -hmm. your question, of course. And okay. since I was a little kid, I, you know, I was studying in a private school, you know, from this religious, you know, religious, uh, it was a Catholic school. We were not Catholic. My mom mm -hmm. was divorced. And then the rest of the teachers there were not, you know, they were perfectly married and all that. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've been seeing that since, uh, since I was a little kid and, and that it was hard. And I was like, mm -hmm. well, but this is, this is us. And this is what we are and who we are. So yes, mm -hmm. right now, when I go to networking meetings and I tell them, what is it that I'm about? They kind of step away or the, those that are very interested, come on close. And they mm -hmm. ask me the questions. And then those are mm -hmm. the ones that potentially become our clients. Mm -hmm. So basically, if what you're doing is made out of your own passion, love with respect, People, even though you go against the social norms, people are out there waiting for you because right. that's basically what, what, what is needed in this world. And each of us mm -hmm. are a, a, a little ray of sunshine or a light and we, the world needs, needs more light. And, mm -hmm. and me, you know, when people finally get what is it that I do, um, they, they see it's something wonderful that even though it's kind of hard for me to explain when they finally mm -hmm. get it or when that I finally, you know, break the barrier and, and help them understand better what is it that I offer or provide, they see the right. value and they, they do whatever it takes to, to work together for, for them to receive what is it that I have to offer. And it's magical. It's beautiful. Right. Most definitely. You have to be comfortable in yourself, comfortable in your gift, comfortable in your craft to know that you know, I'm not for everyone. And you have to say, there's someone out there for me that is, that are looking for these services, that are looking for this information and just looking for me, myself. And I think that's the biggest step to take because usually we're looking and we're like, okay, I started this business. All right. Okay. This one person rejected me. 
this next person rejected me, but it may take you a hundred people to get that perfect client or that first client. And I think that's a lot of mindset work in itself because we're taught, I've talked about this with other people as well. We're taught that, you know, rejection or failure is negative in a, in a sense when sometimes it's actually a positive aspect where it gets us to work harder. It gets us to go and seek those people who need us specifically and to just be in our own self and be comfortable where we are and, you know, in our business. I absolutely agree, Maya. And you said some words, failing and all that. And sometimes failing or a no is going to get us closer to the yeses. Mm -hmm. Like even those gurus you see out there, they test and they throw an advertisement in this platform here to test the waters because you never know right. what's going to work or who are you mm -hmm. going to appeal to. And sometimes you, you didn't even think, oh, this kind of wording helped or this kind of video helped so-and-so and never mm -hmm. thought it was going to be possible. So testing the waters, thinking outside of the box, which is, which is cliche, you know, people are saying that mm -hmm. a lot, but thinking outside and you look, uh, as a hypnosis practitioner and mind coach, et cetera, I have also needed to be or morph into a speaker. Mm -hmm. I, I, when I speak about my keynotes or my topics, right? I, mm. I help people understand who is it that I'm, I'm, I am, what is it that I'm about, and people learn to like, know, and trust me. So sometimes thinking outside of that box and, and seeing how you can not package something, but deliver something in a different mm. way than what you think it should be done helps, right. helps, helps the others understand better what is it that you do. Mm. Like you are recording right. now, you're being my reporter. But mm -hmm. with you being my reporter and doing the, this podcast and these interviews, people will, are getting to know you too, right? How mm -hmm. awesome you are, your mission and your vision. So there's many, many ways. And that's super smart of you as a business owner. And, and so that's how you need to think. Think of ways that even though you want to accomplish uh, goal X, Y, Z, there's mm -hmm. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the other letters of the alphabet for you right. to be able to get there but right. in, a, in a different in a different way <laughs> right most definitely I always um tell people you know if you come to a road on your daily route and there it's blocked off from construction are you just going to wait there until they finish the construction a month or two down the road or are you just going to find another way around to your daily route or to your your destination so I definitely definitely agree with you on that Love um that. I do yes I do want to <laughs> ask you other than you know making your business come across to people as something that they would need or something that you know okay that's awesome um what are some other obstacles that you've had to overcome so obstacles yeah the 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 paradigms right the ideas mm -hmm. that are that are not true about hypnosis for example or I'm another life coach, you know, because, you know, I'm a mind coach, right? So, but that's why mm -hmm. with time I've evolved and some people are like, you're not just a common life coach, you know, there's business right. coaches. There's, so, there, you know, so differentiating. So crafting that message has been kind of a challenge. It took me to mm -hmm. deal with a wonderful, beautiful uh, branding expert 
to help refine and craft and Lori, but what is it that you do? What is the outcome that people get after working for you with you? <laughs> and you know, it's been, it's been an obstacle there, but it's like an obstacle I want to continue tackling. Um, yeah. Personal life with eight children, you know, going mm -hmm. to school, I was planning long distance, my daughter's wedding. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Or, or a grandbaby was born in the midst of something or a uh -huh. child got in trouble when I was going to have my headshots taken for the cover of my <laughs> book. You see back there, you know, uh -huh. so different things, personal life, other people's perceptions, crafting mm -hmm. my message. Those are common, typical obstacles that I have had that I know other mm -hmm. business owners have had. Right. But if your heart, I, I'll tell you something, Maya. I was teaching Spanish as something on the side and it was like mm -hmm. tutoring. That is extremely easy for me to do, extremely natural for me to do, and extremely lucrative. I was making mm -hmm. decent money. And one mm -hmm. day I was scratching my head because I opened my practice. I was paying for my brick and mortar office space, et cetera, mm -hmm. and, having, and struggling with getting clients. And it's like, why am I doing this or that, right? Well, this mm -hmm. Spanish is, is so easy and so lucrative. Right. And, so, and then I, I, I dug deep and I realized my heart is not here. My heart is here to the point that right. I would do it for free, you know, and, and, and wouldn't care. And mm -hmm. that is what boiled down to me seeing it doesn't matter the obstacles doesn't matter how hard or how slow, but slow and steady wins the race. You know, that's what keeps me going. And, and that's where my heart and passion and intentions are. So I love you. it. those obstacles are just stepping stones. <laughs> yeah. And I love how you brought the personal aspect into it because, you know, I ask this question a lot and I don't necessarily always get the personal aspect about different obstacles that have occurred in your life because we do have personal things that come up, you know, um, it's not always, you know, I didn't get this opportunity or this thing went a little wrong. This thing fell through. Sometimes it's literally just something personal happened where, you know, you had to say, okay, I have to put this down for now. So I do love that you brought that aspect into the conversation. Um, if you had to say one thing that you wish you knew when you were younger, what would you tell yourself? Know your value. I would tell Lori, know your value. And up to this day, people are like, you, you have no idea. They tell me, you have no idea. They say, you don't think you are as awesome as you really are. And I'm like, no, I'm like anybody else, you know, <laughs> whatever. And um, the more I have learned my value, the more I've been able to allow for that value to shine, not because of pride or whatever. On the contrary, it's been taking me so long because I just think I'm like anybody else. And, <laughs> and I think we all are supposed to know our value. If we know our value, mm -hmm. and if, 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 if at eight, nine, 10, 16, somebody from the outside would have told me, mm -hmm. And, 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 and maybe they did, and it just didn't sink in, right? Mm -hmm. Understand your worth and your value, the value mm -hmm. you offer to others, uh, your presence, your smile, your wisdom, whatever it is, mm -hmm. your interactions. If you knew how much and how significant it is and what difference it makes, 
uh, you know, you would allow for that to come out even more instead of, you know, being shy or instead of repressing or hiding or being in your comfort zone because you don't know if when you come out, you know, you're going to make, create an impact and influence others. So that, that would have made a big, big difference for me. I love that. I love that. I think, you know, as women, sometimes we're taught to just kind of shy away our feelings or to just like, you know, be nice and quiet and just, you know, go by and do this and this and that. But at the end of the day, you have to let your light shine. You have to know your value. You have to know what presence and what mark you leave on this world. But at the same time, be humble in a sense, because I mean, you know, you can't be like, oh, I'm better than everybody. (laughs) But also protect your space because you can't allow everyone into your space to disrupt your peace or your happiness. Um, You know, everyone shouldn't be allowed in your space. But if you had to say one thing to inspire young girls and women around the world to just dream without limitations, what would it be? So Maya, I I will answer that question. But before that, the comment you just made. It is, it is important to know our value and our worth. And like you said, you know, without saying, oh, I'm the best, et cetera, because there is some kind of dignity, honor, humbleness that needs to come with mm-hmm. that. But right. And when you are the best, people will recognize that for you. You won't have to shout it out. Right? So, mm-hmm. but also you're allowed to toot your own horn. Is that, is that how it is? Like, right, so yes. <laughs> you have to, you have to know um as an expert or a business owner if you're launching yourself out there and telling the world who you are why is it that mm-hmm. people need to trust you why is right. the, what is your competitive advantage what's the difference mm-hmm. between you and the 20 other people 100 other people that do the same as you and that mm-hmm. is the time when you need to say confidently this is why doing this with me uh, buying mm-hmm. this from me you know working with me it will give you i'm confident that i can you know, give you or provide you X, Y, Z. And that's when you toot your own horns in a, in yep. a very confident way without arrogance, right? Or without, mm-hmm. you know, being on, on not confident. So the question was, sorry, so that was my comment about that. <laughs> but, and then your question is how to inspire? How- yes, if you, if you had to say one thing to inspire young girls and women around the world to just dream without limitations, what would it be? It, um, it, it would be, you can, you can do it. Remember, we don't have things, you know, this lip gloss, this phone, we don't have it on, unless it was somebody else's idea and it was there in their mind. And what you mm-hmm. think, or, or, or if you think of something, you can hold it in your hands, what you think you become. So if you have great ideas, understand that the more you are passionate about those ideas, if you understand their divine callings, that only you, only through you, they can come to pass for the better of this world, you you can make them happen. And the more Mm -hmm. creative and open you are for these ideas to to permeate in your mind, and and the more you act on them to execute those ideas that you were inspired Mm -hmm. to receive, um, the more resources that will, will come up. The more right. resources will come up and you're going to see, wow, wow, this is going to be a come to pass. This is going to be able to solidify or to become a thing because mm-hmm. I believed in it 
and I am going to be resourceful. I'm going to find those resources. I'm going to ask questions and I'm going to make it happen regardless. And you can do it. Know your worth, know your intention and your passion and your mission and your vision and whatever you're going to be, be inspired by that. And it's going to happen for you. You can do it. <laughs> I, I love it. it. <laughs> oh no, it's perfect. Listen, every word has value and I'm glad you said every last bit of it. So I really do, really do appreciate that. I do want to give you the opportunity before we close to allow the audience, if they want to contact you for services or if they want to just follow your journey, how can they do that? They can follow me on, on Facebook, Lori Beard, um, also LinkedIn. And I'm sure I, I can give you those links. So Maya, so you can share forward, but um, I'm, you know where to find me now. <laughs> so right. Some clicks away and uh, I'll be happy to answer any questions or to, to help you in whatever way. And thank you for having me, Maya. This has been so wonderful, enlightening. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll have those links down in the description and podcast notes as always so that you can keep up with Lori and her work. And if you need some services, you can contact her as well. But we thank everyone once again. We thank Lori for coming and sharing her story here today. And we thank the listeners for tuning in. Once again, this is Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and we'll see you next time.